Hello and welcome to the fourth episode in the Package Builder season of TM Podcast Black Belt Edition, our podcast about detailed topics of transportation management. Today is the 19th of October of 2020. My name is Felipe Hernandez Plazas and I will be your host for this fourth episode. As in the previous episodes, we have Marcus Zahn as our expert guest. As you know, Marcus is the creator of the Package Builder, and today we will continue our journey by looking into the details of the package type assignment. Marcus, welcome back. Proud to be part of this. Very nice. Okay, so in our first three episodes, we took a deep dive into the Package Builder profile, its related profiles, and the master data concept for the package builder. Let's continue now with our new topic, the package type assignment. So Marcus, some uh, overview words regarding this. So in the last uh, episodes, um, talking about the package building profile, where basically the configuration of the functionality happens. We talked about the master data so the material master data and also parts of the location uh, groupings uh, lays the foundation from, a, I, I would say, from the physical and geographical side. And now we need to teach the package builder um, when it has some items to be packaged, what is the target? So where do I package into or onto? So do I package onto a pallet? Uh, so this basically closes the gap between the items to be packaged and the final result. So and then after we have finalized this, I think we um, have a pretty complete picture of the package building uh, prerequisites uh, to get it running in the system. Okay, so a customer after listening to these four episodes would have enough information to be able to securely set up the package builder for its operation. Correct. Okay, so today this package type assignment will be um, our last piece of this puzzle. And uh, you did mention previously in the in the first episode, I thought I think that the package type assignment is not a prerequisite for the operation of the package builder. Is that right in regards to the uh, that you can have full packages just by having the master data definition? Um, that is actually not completely true. Uh, so the package type assignment itself is a prerequisite. You can define it on a very, very high level. So you can say all of my products go onto a Euro palette, for example. But at least this single entry would be required for all scenarios. The package builder profile itself uh, is from a, from a yeah, behavior point of view for the package builder optional. But from the application point of view, the package building profile is used to activate the package building, for example, in TM freight unit building. So there you need to set a package building profile. But for the package type assignment, at least a single common entry is required. Okay, so I stand corrected. The package type assignment is necessary. And if you have no entries here, you will not get a working package builder. Yeah, and basically the reason for this is um, when we designed this in the beginning, we could have said that um, if you do not have anything in the product package type assignment, use a yeah, global unit of measure for packaging. So you receive a product item, you have find no 
product package type assignment. So try to package it, for example, using the unit of measure PAL. But that was a kind of um, yeah, laid aside due to the side effects that this might cause, so unwanted packaging. So we said there must always be an entry in there. Okay, very good. And when we want to look at the detail now, what, where would we um, go in? Is there a transaction? Yeah. So as those assignments are basically uh, driven by key fields that are material master data, location master data, and business partner master data, you find this in the uh, menu of the application under the master data definitions in TM. This is next to um, the product definitions um, where you can enter um, yeah, this maintenance. And very important to mention here, this maintenance has changed quite a lot. So uh, in the previous releases, this was only yeah, a single database table Uh, so only um, uh, a single maintenance, uh, but this changed into um, yeah, a, a combined um, definition of multiple yeah, levels of uh, granularity. Okay, well, we know there is a developer shortcut that we uh, like to use. It's going through the object navigator, SE80, and going to the package of the package builder. It's slash SCMB slash PB. And there you can see under the sub-packages, again, the definitions package. And in the definitions package, under transactions, you will see all the relevant transactions. So in this sense, the relevant one is the slash scmb slash pb underscore pkg underscore ass. So that's our package type assignment transaction. And if we go in there, we see it's actually a view cluster where we have as the main five overview entries. The, in the left, we have the um, entries business partner, then business partner location, then product business partner location. Then we have an entry called normalized quantities and another entry called alternative packaging materials. So this is by far more complicated than the previous um, setup that we have seen, for example, package builder profile. And I think that in this podcast, we will have the opportunity to look at the first three in any case. And the other ones we would maybe leave for a related episode that is uh, further away. But um, I think that we today will have enough information to, to cover the important aspects of the package type assignment. So, um, Marcus, which one should we start with? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Strangely enough, I would propose to start uh, in the middle. Okay. Um, because this is pretty much linking from the past to what happens today in the system. And this would be the product business partner location assignment. So this is basically uh, what the package builder started with, um, following the uh, requirements of our frontrunner customers um, with uh, which we developed the package builder together. Um, and in that um, definition, uh, leading with the product, of course, I mean, you have some items to be packaged and those are materials or slash products. Um, so this is the yeah, key attribute for, for the package builder. Um, okay. So and there you can enter. 
Oh, sorry, Markus, just one thing that for the listeners so that they can imagine what we're looking at better. Uh, of course, it's recommended that you also do this in the system, but I will still try to explain what we see. So we have the in the product BP location entry that we just said, if we go by double clicking, you know, you will have in the view cluster, the detail view, and here we'll see a series of columns. We don't have a, a detail view for each entry. So if you double click on an entry, you will not see a, a specific form or a selection screen that shows you the, the details, but we will stay in the table. And here we see a couple of columns which are grayed out, which will be the key for each entry. And to the right, we have the input columns for each uh, position. So um, please continue, Markus. So Markus is now talking about the, the columns which belong to the key. Mm -hmm. So we start with the product number. So in the product number, you can either specify um, concrete product, um, reference product, like defined in the material master data that we discussed in the last uh, episode, or you can define a pattern entry. So that means um, either a star or yeah, some characters and a star, depending on the naming conventions that you apply in your customer scenario. So for example, if you <laughs> use a pure numeric uh, product IDs, uh, it's probably going to be very complicated to apply a, um, a pattern here. Um, and basically what the system is going to do, it is going to try to pick up the most specific entry. So uh, it receives an item to be packaged and there a concrete material or product number is given, always. Uh, then it's going to check for an entry in the product package type assignment exactly for the product. And we are going to discuss the combination with the other key attributes in a minute. But I would like to explain the concept just for one key attribute. Um, so it will check for yeah, an entry that matches exactly. And if it doesn't find anything in there, it's going to uh, try to climb up the material hierarchy like given in the material master data. And if it finds something there, we're good to go. And if it doesn't find anything in the material hierarchy, it will check also for pattern entries. So if you have given some leading characters, for example, A star, and the product starts with an A, uh, that would be uh, a good match. Um, and if it doesn't find anything there, it will also take a look, is there a very generic entry using only a star? representation of the materials and then this would also be valid but very important to understand here it will always pick up only one entry per item to be packaged it will never combine any of those um, definitions it uh, that are maybe distributed over multiple entries it will always find one okay so that's quite a lot of info now um, we have, of course, the package builder. The package builder in its core purpose is trying to package input items or product items, and it will need that information. If it has one item, it will need to know where do I package this into, what's the package material. And so one possibility will be here to find in this table of assignments for a given product the corresponding package material. And as you mentioned, we have in the product number, we have one way 
uh, that we can find it. And this is why what you mean by matching or by valid is something, if we have here a valid entry, it means that the product that we try to package was found under this entry and we will then get the corresponding packaging material. And so if we have an example product, it's called tests one. So if you have here an entry where you have test one as a product, so that will be taken, that will be definitely taken. Correct. And if you have would have under that another entry, which is called test, and then the wildcard star, mm -hmm. it would mean that in this case, it will not be taken because test one is Correct. more specific. Okay. But if you had then um, multiple other entries and the test star would be the most specific one, it would then take into account. And this would also apply for test two, test three. That's correct. And I have to mention that we started with that uh, concept of wildcards and pattern entries. Um, today, I would not recommend uh, to use this any longer as we did not have in those times uh, the reference material hierarchy. I think it is much more stable and much more safe to set up your scenario using the reference material hierarchy and have the concrete entries in there because pattern entries always tend to be a little bit confusing when you analyze which assignment was picked up, um, how did the package builder then come to the final result, especially if you're talking about multi-level packaging, uh, it really gets confusing quickly. So I would really recommend to stick to dedicated concrete entries in there. Okay. So the star or the wildcard concept was also to reduce the maintenance efforts if you had, uh, if you didn't want to maintain all specific materials as entries. But as you mentioned, we for that we have now the mm -hmm. reference material concept. Yes, okay. and for of course for compatibility reasons, we still support the wildcard pattern concept. Um, but um, if you start new and do not upgrade from an already running package building scenario, um, I would recommend to not use the, the pattern entries any longer. Okay, and for reference material concept, we then would reference the last episode, episode three, where we talked in, in more detail about this reference material hierarchy. Mm -hmm. And I think now it's also a good point to talk a little bit about the basic concept of the package type assignment because now you have seen the power of how to define it already only using the product. So there are multiple different alternatives how to set up the system. Uh, my basic view on this is, and I talked a lot with customers and consultants, uh, we have so many entries in there, um, this table can explode. Basically, I think how I would set this up, I would always start with a very generic entry where I say most of my um, products go, for example, onto a Europilot. And then deviating from this very generic rule, I would only define the exceptions from that generic rule. So for example, my to be cooled products go into a cool box, then I would only define this exception on the highest possible level in the reference material hierarchy. So having that, you might end up with then two entries in here. And the next entry really has to uh, be driven by differences in either the assignment itself 
or the limits to be applied. So if you encounter in your table entries that end up having the same target package material with the same weight and height limits for the pallet, for example, those entries are basically redundant and should be defined on a higher level. So really start with the most generic possible assignment and then only define the exceptions. And I know it's getting confusing maybe a little bit because already when talking about the product, you might have uh, thousands of different products in the, in, the, in the company scenario, but it is important to stick to that rule. And then I have not seen many customers requiring more than 100 entries in that table. Mm -hmm. If you set it up correctly and use the tools that are given to you, sticking to the product, use the reference material hierarchy on the highest possible level. Okay, so about 100, of course, sounds better than having many thousands. It's also to understand the maintenance. It's quite a more manageable number. So here the, the tip is very important. Try to keep it small. Try to keep it not um, not having so many detailed definitions and using the reference material hierarchy whenever possible. Mm -hmm. Okay, regarding the generic entry, we could say we could use either the star. Is it also possible to leave it empty? Would that mean the same thing? I think you have to enter a star here. Okay. At least for the product itself. So you have the product now as a possibility to define the, the selection of the uh, relevant package material. What other possibilities do we have here now besides the product number to mm -hmm. make this decision? So, so the next field would be the business partner. So starting again from my recommendation to have a generic entry, you would say all of my products uh, go to a euro palette. And then I have a specific customer whenever I package something for him he wants to for example receive this in a pallet cage for whatever internal reason so i have maybe a, a contract with him where uh, he recommends um, no uh, requires from me to get everything in a in a pallet cage then the next entry here would be a star and the concrete business partner um, here also pattern entries are supported Uh, we have currently no abstraction levels or uh, no business partner hierarchy or organizational level is uh, supported here. So this is, yeah, I, I wouldn't call it a gap, but this would be a further improvement to even uh, allow a definition on a higher level. But on the other hand, for the business partner, it's a little bit specific because um, There, the grouping aspect is not as relevant as for, for, for example, for the products itself. Okay, and here the application decides what business partner is being given to the, to the package builder. So it's something from a semantic point of view decided by the application? That's correct. So the, uh, the package builder supports one business partner um, that the application can, yeah, derive out of the business document where currently the packaging happens. And this can, of course, be in inbound scenarios completely different to outbound scenarios. So do I deliver something 
um, to a customer or do I receive something from a supplier and I need the packaging to be maintained to receive it correctly in my warehouse uh, processing. Um, so the business partner uh, in, a, in the package builder itself is kind of yeah, abstract. Okay, let's go then to the next column, the location. Mm -hmm. Is similar? Yeah, it, this is also similar to the business partner. So our understanding was that um, with the location, we wanted in the beginning to cover requirements like if I deliver something to a business partner out of a specific warehouse, so driven by outbound scenario. So if I deliver out of this warehouse to business partner XYZ, I can only package, for example, my mixed pellets up to one or two meters. If I package them in a different warehouse, maybe uh, the height limit would, would be higher. Uh, from a functional point of view, of course, um, yeah, transportation requirements in business documents have a source and a destination location. Both can be supplied to the package builder and the package builder will always try Uh, to first find a product package time, type assignment using the source location. But if there is no valid assignment maintained for the source location, it will also check then afterwards uh, if it has something for the destination location. That would support scenarios where, for example, one customer has multiple locations where I deliver to and I have really specific assignments or limits for the specific customer locations. So this would also be possible. So if you cannot separate the scenarios using the business partner because it's the same, you can still separate it uh, by different uh, business partner locations. Mm -hmm. Is this also um, a location hierarchy which can be maintained or is this at the moment only specific locations? The location hierarchy is supported. This can be uh, defined in the package building profile. Okay, so here we would also be able to enter some hierarchy. Correct. And is the wildcard um, feature then also supported? So here uh, the same is true like for the product um, field. Um, pattern entries are supported but not recommended any longer after we have um, now um, added the functionality to have specific location uh, hierarchies. Okay, good. Okay, the next two columns field or uh, uh, column names equipment group and equipment type now it gets even more complicated uh, i think the first three are pretty easy to understand uh, the equipment group and the equipment type um, basically are something very transportation management specific because they allow uh, to yeah change the target package type assignment and especially the limits for the packaging depending on the resource that is assigned to the business document. So for example, you have assigned the transportation requirement document to a small truck. There different limits might apply in comparison to an assignment to a big truck. And this is reflected by the equipment group and the equipment type, so both fields belong together. And in the customizing, it is possible to define, for example, the dimensions of such uh, equipment or resource type. 
And depending on this business decision that happens on the application side, the packaging must uh, behave differently. And this is reflected by those fields. So what would be, for example, like a, like a specific example, maybe a truck or you have one truck which is a normal truck and another one that is cooled, for example? For example, or what I typically use as an example is I have a quick delivery using a van where I only can package my uh, mixed pallet that holds the products uh, going to the customer up to a specific height because otherwise I cannot load the single pallet into the van compared to I deliver uh, regularly uh, with uh, a, a bigger truck where I have other limits. So and the application has decided well uh, due to the delivery window I cannot deliver uh, using a regular truck so I need to use a van to uh, stick to my time windows and my service level uh, and then after that decision happens uh, on the road freight order I need to package then and then uh, a different packaging must happen. Okay, so as you mentioned, this is getting then quite uh, complex in the number of combinations that we have now possible. But in the end, the only column that's really required to be filled in is the product and the other ones could stay empty. So if you're able to define the required packaging. Yeah, I mean, I imagine that uh, to happen on the customer side, I mean, you start with a very generic entry and then you come with a business requirement where you say, but in this scenario, it must behave a little bit different. And if this scenario is, for example, driven by the assigned resource to a business document, then this is the spot to get more specific. And the same holds true for, for the business partner and the location attributes that we just discussed uh, it's always starting generic seeing the business requirement and how can i deviate from the generic assignment that i use okay and um, let's say that the last column in this selection criteria or this criteria fields for the package type assignment um, is now the contained material column which is a little bit special in the sense that it's not um, working the same as the others. Mm -hmm. That is true. So I have to go back to the first column uh, to start uh, discussing the contained material. Where you enter the product number can also be a package material. Because the package builder supports a multi-level packaging where a product first goes into a carton and then the carton is put onto a pallet. The same is reflected uh, from assignment point of view for the carton in the very same product package type assignment that we've just discussed here. So in such a scenario, you would first find the assignment of the product to the carton itself and then an assignment of the carton to the next level packaging. And very important to mention here, this is not limited. So you could also package uh, into a small carton, the small carton into a big carton, the big carton onto a Düsseldorfer pallet and the Düsseldorfer pallet onto a Euro pallet. So the package builder um, supports multi-level packaging here. Um, and for a scenario where you cartonize first, It is important and we couldn't do that in the previous releases. So this is a huge step for us uh, into the right direction from a functionality point of view. Um, it was only possible to assign the carton independent on what was in, in there to the next level. So all of my cartons go onto 
a euro pallet all of my cartons go onto um a chap pallet or something like that um, and then we have been approached by multiple customers that use very uh, standardized um yeah intermediate packaging i would call them so coming from the automotive for example where everything is <laughs> in the end packaged into the very same intermediate packaging but then depending on what is in the intermediate packaging the uh, i would call it top level package material is completely different and has to follow completely different um, assignments or or limits and uh, this was tackled by introducing the new column contained material And in relation to the product number that you have entered, that would then be the intermediate package material. In my example, maybe the carton. And then you can specify the contained material and yeah, there deviate from the standard behavior. So again, going back to my proposal, I would in such a cartonization scenario have one generic entry where I say typically all of my cartons go onto Euro palette but only, for example, if the carton contains tea in a, I would say, retail or beverage scenario, then it goes to something else or it behaves different. So again, follow the rule of minimize the number of entries by defining it on the highest possible level. Okay, so that means also reference products. Also reference a... products. Good, so this would conclude the six columns that we have now for the definition of the packaging material. So if you have a, a good way to define these for your use case, you would hopefully n not have more than a couple of hundred entries, depending on, on the size and complexity of your scenario. And then you would be set then with the corresponding definitions. So when we look at the definitions that we have for a given criteria or set of criteria, we have many columns. There are many more columns than the ones that we have for the criteria definitions. And the first column is probably the most important one. It's called package material. So uh, Marcus, is this something that, um, I mean, rather than having now the, the most obvious that we have the possibility to define the package material, is there some other information that we need here to consider? Yeah, uh, basically this is now the pointer to what to be used when packaging. This points to the material master data and um, it takes out of the material master data, for example, um, information like the weight of the package material, the dimension of the package material. So it enriches um, the processing and the final result of the packaging using this material master data. Um, if you do not enter anything else, it will uh, use the base unit of measure of the package material master data um, to, for example, check for full package quantity on the product itself. So 100 pieces make a full pallet. Um, if the base unit of measure of your pallet material is PAL, then uh, this is pretty much the link to that. Uh, it also takes, for example, uh, weight and height limits uh, from the material master data. So you can define it very centrally for 
And I think we touched on that uh, in the last episode when we talked about the packaging material. So here is actually the pointer to the central definitions of your packaging. Um, and I would like to combine this when explaining it with uh, one of the next columns that would be the package type where you have the option to override the, the unit of measure to look for. So if, for example, in your scenario, all of your pellet materials and you maybe use five or 10 different pellet materials, but all of them have the same base unit of measure pile, here the package type would be the point to override um, the base unit of measure when you check into the product for the full package quantity. So for example, of course, obviously, uh, if you uh, package a product onto a Euro pallet and 100 pieces fit onto there, um, the, the count of the product is totally different if you package it onto an industry pallet or uh, a chap pallet. And if you are, in, for example, in the global scenario, uh, this is, of course, very important because a product in different regions can be uh, can have a completely different target package material. Uh, but still, to not have the need to adjust your central packaging material, uh, here is the spot to yeah, link the package builder to different definitions. Okay, so what would be a scenario where you have one packaging material, for example pellet and you have differing package types or differing units of measure one one package material and different units of measure because i mean that if i would see now this uh, definition we have the packaging material column and to the right we have the possibility to change the unit of measure and it would make sense for example if we have one package material and we wanted to have maybe two different units of measure for that? Or is it rather the other way around that we would have the same um, units of measure but uh, for different packaging materials? Um, basically, I mean, the unit of measure is more or less um, taking a look at the definitions in the product itself. So because the full package quantity is product-specific, And there you have the option to use a different link, even if you if you use the same packaging material. If you say, for example, in 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 one of the regions, even though I use a euro pallet in both regions, in one region a full package quantity would be 80 pieces, and in the other region it would be 100 pieces. Using the same package material, you need to um, steer the package builder to look up the right unit of measure by setting it here in the in the product package type assignment. There you, of course, uh, still have the requirement to use um, yeah, custom units of measure. And we also touched on that in, in, in the last episode. So as soon as you uh, really are in a more heterogeneous scenario where you want to support multiple full package quantities and multiple alternative packaging Yeah, modes, um, then you need to kind of uh, enhance the scenario by um, introducing new units of measure. Mm -hmm. Good. Then one important thing to mention here, um, even if it might be a little bit surprising, it is also possible to leave the packaging material empty and to not define. Uh, a real material master data but only to define the packaged 
unit of measure. Then the package builder would work in a way that it would create the full yeah, packages like defined in the product itself and then um, leave the remaining pieces uh, packaged on um, an incomplete package item without a real link to a package material. It was actually the starting point of the package builder. Um, it supports very, very basic packaging scenarios where you can even uh, do not define the material master data for the package material. And I know some customers actually doing that. Uh, but from my point of view, if you are more in uh, yeah, more complex scenarios, um, there's no way around the package material as a master data instance. That is quite surprising because, I mean, you wouldn't have information like the dimensions or the descriptions that's stuff completely like correct that. that's completely correct so for the package uh, types or package items in your hierarchy in the end it would be very yeah if it's just sufficient for you to uh, receive an item to be packaged with a quantity let's say 150 pieces take a look at the product material and there for example 80 pieces are full package quantity and the only information that you uh, want to have from the system, how many full packages do I have and then do I have an incomplete last remaining quantity um, if this is sufficient for you, the package builder doesn't require the package material itself okay. and also in the material master data for the full uh, quantity packages, you would have the option to define and specify them completely including the dimensions, including the total weight of that, what can in some scenarios already be sufficient. Okay. So again, as I always try to build my components, um, only introduce complexity when it's required and support um, the functionality on the lowest uh, requirement level possible. So if we would look now from an overview so the most minimalistic entry that we would have in the packaging type assignment would be a star in the product number and the package type defining the correct. unit of measure correct and that, that would, be would the also most minimalistic thing okay other than that we would then recommend the customers who do want to have this uh, setup with master data for the packaging material to at least then maintain the packaging material Other than that, the required information would be taken from the master data. And if you see the need to overwrite or overwrite some of these definitions, then we have some other columns in the package type assignment. Correct. Good. So, um, yeah, package type or unit of measure, you mentioned it already. Um, before that, we do have some two columns, which say equipment group and equipment type for the package. Yeah, this is now um, quick to explain. Basically, uh, those two fields only enrich the result package item created by the package builder. So it can link to uh, equipment type definitions uh, and can be taken over in the business document um, on the application side. So it doesn't steer any behavior. It's just an enrichment of the result. Um, and on the application side, this can lead then to different business documents, for example, if you link to equipment group and equipment type that is rail or something like that, it can end up in a, in a rail car unit or things like that. Mm -hmm. But this is really application specific. 
Okay, and I would say also regarding the general definitions that we see now, here we of course don't have this wildcat concept mm -hmm. or pattern concept. So here we need to specifically define each entry, whether it is the packaging material or the package type or other columns. Very true. Okay, good. Well, then let's look at the next column, which uh, in this case would be the package type, but we already looked at that. So the next one would be the layer. Mm -hmm. So from now on, um, we are talking about um, the functionalities of the package builder that relate to incomplete or mixed package building. So the full package quantity is now done by using the assignment and using the package type unit of measure. And now all of the fields that are coming now are steering the behavior, how the package builder is allowed to combine multiple different products and how they should behave when they uh, are combined. So the next thing is the layer. And uh, basically it's a layer unit of measure. And it again points to a definition in the product material master data where you can say for this unit of measure, I say 10 pieces of this product make a full layer. And when the package builder then tries to uh, combine multiple different products, it will always try to first create stable layers because from a packaging point of view, they are most stable and uh, it's easy to calculate how many of those stable layers can go together. And only if it cannot create then a complete mixed palette based on layers, it will switch to the other detailed uh, or volume-based mixed package building modes. So here you can really teach the package builder um, a realistic but stable result matching in the in the in the product material master data. So assuming we in the master data and the alternative units of measure, we have a definition for the layer, which for example is ten pieces is one layer mm -hmm. with the unit of measure L1. Mm -hmm. And we have another definition where we have 20 pieces is a layer L2. Mm -hmm. Correct. So here we would be able to specify for the package builder which layer to consider? Correct. I mean, it's again pretty easy to explain. I mean, a layer of a product on a Euro palette, so a full quantity layer, looks completely different on the Euro palette compared, for example, to a palette cage or industry palette. So there might fit 15 pieces on it uh, and to allow this definition in the product master data again custom unit of measure is required but it allows you in the product to define multiple layers and here would be the point to link to the correct layer definition to be used for this product package type assignment so if following the example if you say um, in the standardized scenario i always deliver uh, using a euro palette you would link in the generic entry to your generic layer definition and if i deliver for a specific customer in the palette cage and that customer also allows mixed palette cages, then I link to a different layer unit of measure if I want to use a layer logic. This is of course completely optional. So if you are in a scenario where the order quantities are always below a layer definition or you do not want to maintain this for each product, you don't have to. Okay, what about, and I hope we go into more detail in this in the next episodes where we look at the logic, but if we use something like the package building optimizer, that does have some 
layering maybe or pattern that they they create when they build the packages is then the definition of the layers still relevant in that case or does the customer need to decide okay if we do the package building optimizer we don't need the or the layer definition um it's a complicated topic um i mean the package builder optimizer itself can build mixed palettes using a layer logic where the package builder optimizer itself tries to create stable layers but this has has no relation to the material master data definitions here so uh, if in reality uh, 11 pieces would fit into the layer from uh, i would say from a shape point of view um, but you define 10 in the material master data uh, this will not be considered there is an option in the meanwhile to steer this behavior in the uh, pre-processing body of the package builder optimizer uh, and i think there is a consulting note out there explaining how to do that uh, but there is currently no relation mm-hmm. so the logic would be abap the abap side without the uh, optimizer would try to leverage this layer definition try to create full palettes using this layer definitions but if this is not possible the layers will be destroyed and the items will be passed to the optimizer and the optimizer applies its own uh, layer logic okay understood so the layer is the like the start that you mentioned for the for the definitions more related to the mixed package building so we have Now seeing how we teach the uh, package builder to build the full packages and now we will give the package builder some further information on how to build the mixed package or the leftover That's items. Correct. Now we define the range uh, or the available space or capacity that the package builder can use when combining, for example, multiple layers of different products or even single pieces of different products so the first definition that we have is the maximum height of the package um, uh, combined with a unit of measure and uh, the package builder was (laughs) invented as the pallet builder in the beginning so the scenario was really to put something onto a pallet and it was called in the beginning pallet builder uh, until we discovered that it should be a more generic component also supporting closed package materials like pallet cages or big boxes or cool boxes Uh, and with this definition you simply tell the optimizer uh, or also the uh, ABAP part of the package builder how high can a pallet uh, be built okay so that's the maximum height and the corresponding unit of measure and this includes the pallet itself so if you define here 1.5 meters and the pallet is maybe 15 centimeters high then um, the package builder will also consider this against the limit already okay and uh, you mentioned that this would override the definition of the master data that we have there 
That is true. Uh, in the package material, I propose to define the global limit either physically given by, um, by, by the package material itself or the global limit of your company. And here in the product package type assignment, you can say, for example, if I deliver to a specific customer, he only can receive pellets up to one or two meters because he might have some warehouse or forklift limitations. Okay, including the package material. Including the package material, correct. Okay, and the same probably for the next two ones regarding the weight, maximum weight and the corresponding unit of measure. Right, here the same logic applies. Um, the package builder can consider a weight limit and here you define um, yeah, pretty much the maximum. Okay, and the next one is called packaging material mixed. Mm -hmm. That was also a huge evaluation step for the package builder. In the beginning, we had a strict assignment of um, the product to one target package material. But then customers approached us uh, with scenarios where they said, if I have a full quantity, I package, for example, into a stock carton. And if I have remaining quantity not fitting into a stock carton, I would like to package it into something else. For example, a pick carton where I do consolidate multiple products together. And uh, here is basically then, uh, yeah, the option to link to a different target package material, um, yeah, enabling such a scenario. It sounds quite powerful indeed. So you would have then the option to maybe make the whole combination thing more complex, but you would have the power to then steer the, the way the, that the packages are built. And once you have leftover items, they would go then into the corresponding new packaging material And the next columns will then also define the corresponding yeah. fields for this new packaging material. For example, maximum height and maximum weight. Correct. So here the same logic basically applies. Um, what is important, um, there is no unit of measure, so no package type here, because as I've explained, the full quantity of the product fitting into the standard target package material is already applied. And this definition only applies then for uh, the remaining quantity going in into something else. So here the base unit of measure of the packaging material will be Correct. taken over. So the package builder doesn't check again for the second packaging material. And I mean, it's called mixed. Uh, it assumes that there is only uh, one instance of the package material is required. Mm -hmm. And if you have not defined a mixed packaging material and you have leftover products, then it goes into the leading target package material. Okay. So for example, if you define there the stock carton and you leave out the uh, package material for the mixed, also the remaining quantity will go into the stock carton then as an incomplete quantity. Good. So you have quite many fields to really have your scenario implemented here. Yeah, so, so, so then all of the next attributes pretty much match from a semantical point of view of what we just um, um, yeah, described for the standard target package material. So you have a height limit, you have a weight limit. Mm -hmm. And then I think we are through pretty much with the assignment definition. So we discussed the keys attributes that are relevant for the items to be packaged. We discussed the target package material, including a 
deviating mixed target package material and now we come to the section of the product package type assignment that steers the behavior of the packaging itself into in areas of like can I consolidate um, together with other products um, how should it behave okay and what would be here the, the column so the first one is called ignore limits for full packages mm -hmm. so this steers the package builder in scenarios where you say my customer allows me to deliver um, yeah, pellets up to a height of one or two meters but if it is a full quantity pellet of a specific product it can be higher because he within his warehouse for example has other capabilities of product pure pellet handling where he might have a separate space in in his warehouse but whenever something is uh, a consolidation pellet or a mixed pellet uh, he requires uh, to uh, the height limit to be applied Okay, it's actually a drop down for the uh, for this field where we can say whether it's uh, where we should ignore or not the limits for the full package. Okay, and for the next uh, field we have uh, so-called packaging material per layer, which is also a drop down. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, maybe I can talk a little bit about the drop down itself. It has the uh, values of yes, no. And undefined and yes and no really specifies on this level uh, like uh, the product should behave but if you set here undefined this can be specified in the definitions that we are going to talk in in a few minutes on a higher level regarding the business partner so for example you're um, following up on the example with a specific business partner so the business partner really forces the packaging to behave that way so it's not product specific but whatever products he receives he wants for example that the full quantity pellets uh, do not um, yeah, consider the limits so um, this is basically again one of the tools to minimize the uh, number of entries that you need to make here by introducing something that is not product specific. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you asked me about the package material per layer. There's, that um, is a setting that um, yeah, adds further packaging material between layers of products. So for example, you first put onto a pallet uh, two stable layers of a, of a product A And then you have a full stable layer of a product B. And depending on what the customer uh, wants and how he uh, treats such a pellet when he receives it, it might be required that uh, another pellet is put between those product layers. That typically is required in scenarios where the customer receives that pellet, then uh, the forklift comes and he can take off the product that is on top immediately without uh, manual handling effort using the forklift bring it to the warehouse bin store it there so even if it's treated as uh, a single pallet from for example a transportation point of view or from a handling unit perspective it's actually two pallets that are stacked onto each other and it's driven by um, the efficiency of the warehouse handling 
So I would guess the next column, which is called separation material, would then define what packaging type um, is used or package material is used for that. That is true. If you do not define the separation material, it will put uh, the, the package material itself that uh, we defined as the standard package material um, to be packaged onto, so the pallet. In between, if you define the separation material, uh, it can also be something different. For example, a slip sheet. Okay, good. So a slip sheet would be also a packaging material that is defined in the, in the mm -hmm. material master data. And uh, height and weight, would that also be considered? In, in, in That's correct. So the package builder will consider uh, the additional package material and the separation uh, material uh, yeah, against the limits. Okay. The next column is called is also a drop down, and it's called separation material mandatory. What would this steer? Mm -hmm. Separation material mandatory uh, simply steers the behavior. Do I only use the separation material if I really put something on top of a product layer, or do I? always require it to be on top. Um, this is, for example, required when you want to protect the, the material that is on top of your pallet because you are in a stacking scenario because you might stack a different pallet onto that and you always want to have a slip sheet or something else uh, on top to protect the uh, topmost product itself. Okay. And hereby you can force the package builder to consider it Uh, if this would not be steerable and he would only add it uh, when something comes on top, uh, you might miss it. Okay. By looking into the next columns, we see that there are many which are related to uh, mixed packaging. So the first one would be no mixed packages. This is also a drop-down, yes or no. Yes. What would this steer? Yes, this means for a specific product, even if you would uh, typically combine all of your products in your customer scenario, uh, you can say for a specific product or a specific product group that uh, those should not be mixed with something else. So it would, for the leftover materials, it would just say, okay, these are all going into one pallet and nothing else Correct. may come. You would have a product pure incomplete package as a result mm -hmm. and the next one called single mixed package also a drop down mm -hmm. single mixed package means uh, that when uh, either the uh, volume or detailed mixed package building uh, needs to yeah distribute or split a specific product if this is allowed or not so it means if you have a remaining quantity of a specific product um, is it allowed to split it onto two different mixed pellets because otherwise the utilization might be lower. But if it's not allowed, it will always keep all of the remaining quantity together. And then combinations can occur where basically no consolidation with other products is possible because if you set it for all uh, of your products, depending on the quantity, it might be possible then to mix something. If you cannot split, you simply cannot fill up a remaining volume of a pallet sufficiently. Um, yeah. Okay, this uh, I need a specific example to understand better. So, assuming you have, for example, 30 items of a product, 
and 20 make up a full package and you have 10 left over if you would set this setting to yes so single mixed package is set to yes what would be the uh, the consequence if you have other leftovers from yeah. other products so for the full package quantity it wouldn't make any difference it, the package builder would create this full quantity palette using the 20 pieces then you have 10 pieces remaining and if you would have another product um, the question would now be if you would like to fill up the mixed palette uh, with the quantities do i need to split those 10 pieces that remain of the first product to fill up a pallet or not if it would fit 10 pieces onto it can also be combined with a second or a third product but um, if it wouldn't fit onto there it would start the package builder would start a new pallet and it might end up in a in an incomplete pallet Okay, so similar to the no-mix packages in the effect in the in the end, but uh, the there's a subtle difference in in what uh, combinations we we allow there. Right. So the first uh, attribute that we discussed was would always force to be separated the remaining quantity of the product, and the second uh, single mixed package definition would allow a consolidation, but only if I don't need to split the product. So a, a typical scenario would be where you say your most important product should not be split because when uh, the customer searches on the mixed palette for it, he always wants to find the product in a unique spot. And then you might have some fill-up material where it's not so important, uh, where you say for a good palette utilization, I can distribute it because the customer can take it off quickly and he doesn't have any search effort so depending on the on the, on the product set that you um, transport or package uh, this might have a huge effect on the number of uh, pallets that uh, are required to package everything okay and they only start to make sense if you are looking at consolidation scenarios where yeah. you are looking where you're having other products as definitely well. definitely good the next one is called single mixed layer um, single mixed layer um, goes a little bit into the direction of um, the yeah not optimizer based mixed package building where we use the volume based uh, consolidation logic where where we simply say um, can I distribute remaining quantities of a product that do not fill a complete layer over multiple different layers? So can I fill up freely or is this limited? And it also goes in kind of into the direction how often can I split a specific product? Mm -hmm. And the next thing would be the no mixed layer indicator where we say uh, I always treat the product separately first applying the full quantity um, for a package, then the full quantity for layers. So this is allowed. I, I, I can also create multiple layers if I have this definition. But if I still then have remaining quantity, I would always force it to be on top of the palette, not being combined with something else. So it's a very, very complicated logic, but customers... Uh, I didn't make it up, so customers really required that. Um, but it's sometimes hard to understand. You need to simply try it out with, um, I think, two products should be sufficient to understand all of those logics that we have here. 
so I would recommend to set up a scenario with those products and then play around with the settings using different quantities and then it should become clear uh, how the package builder respects those settings. Yeah, and again, these are no mandatory parameters. You can leave them as they are in the default and they will not then interfere with the logic of the package builder. And important, the settings that we've just discussed are not relevant for the detailed package builder. So as soon as you use the optimizer, it will not consider those fields because it doesn't use the layer concept like the other package builder um, invented in the beginning. Okay. Good, it's great. So and then something easy. Yeah, we have the final column, which is called max number of products. Yeah, it's uh, really easy. I mean, it tells the system how many different products and not product groups, but really products can be on a mixed palette. So to um, yeah, ease the processing when creating the mixed palette, but also when searching uh, for something, um, on the mixed palette, uh, many customers want to limit this, for example, to three or four, um, that it doesn't get too messy. Okay, yeah, and it's, it sounds easy enough to understand. If it is left empty, does it mean it's an, an unlimited number Then of it's products? unlimited. Okay. And having here, for example, a one would have the same effect as setting the other flag, mixed, no mixed packages. Okay. But is this then considered also with the optimizer, with the detailed mixed package building? I think so. Okay, we will assume it is so. And um, But that concludes then our um, view of the package type assignment for the product BP location. To the right, we still have some columns, but there are more admin columns to indicate when it was created or when the entry was created or changed and by whom. But other than that, this um, concludes this view. The good thing is now, if we go one level up to the business partner location settings, we don't need to uh, discuss the uh, actual settings again. I will just uh, talk a little bit about the concept. Okay. So Great. we will not take as much time as we uh, required for uh, the product package type assignment. Okay, so let's go then to the business partner and location view, which has the same first key fields that we had before the first six entries except the product um, we've been approached by many customers saying well it's nice to define many things uh, product specific but pretty much i only have very few entries in there and my scenarios are more driven by the business partner or location specific Yeah, assignment or limit and um, that was the point where we decided to offer this more one level more abstract definition of course the challenge here is always you need to define on the most specific entry that would be the product uh, package type assignment if I do want to define something so yes or no and we already talked about deferred setting undefined Undefined would mean I take a look for this specific behavior or assignment on the next level. So if I do not define, for example, the standard target package material, I would always check for the business partner. So um, following up on the example where I said that 
Typically, I deliver everything on a Euro pallet, but for this specific customer, I use a pallet cage. This here would be the right spot to define it. Of course, it can get a little bit complicated if you then, in addition, have something, again, product-specific, but basically that would be the concept. If I have something business partner-specific that is not product-specific, define it on this level. Okay, so the purpose will be in the end also to reduce maintenance efforts to and have a more cleaner overview of what you have defined. Correct. Okay, good. So here, but as I mentioned, we also have key fields, but they do have some differences. So the first one, as mentioned, is we have no product key, which makes sense because this is product independent. But other than that, we have the business partner and location, which would have the same logic for the definition. And the same would be for equipment group and equipment type. And here we have now the first difference. We have as part of the key fields, the packaging material and the package type. So this corresponds to your description that we have the specific package type assignment definitions in the product and business partner location view. And now when we have such a definition found where we also have a packaging material and package type identified, we would then go into this view or this definition for the business partner location and try to find a more uh, specific definition for some fields. Correct. Typical example would be the height definition or the height limit for the pallet. You don't need to enter it product specific if the customer always requires, for example, one dot two meter height pallets. So you can define it on this level. Okay, so whatever is um, maintained here and also found during processing will override every other corresponding setting. I think so, yes. Okay, so the first field that we have for that is the layer, which would probably be the same as we saw previously. And the same goes for the next ones, which are maximum height and weight and their corresponding units of measure. Mm -hmm. So I assume on the product package type assignment, all of those definitions could be empty or should be empty if you want to use this business partner specific and then you would enter something here. And not only for the, let's call it full package um, definitions, but also for the mixed ones. So here we have the mixed packaging material and the height and weight. And the same fields that we saw earlier with the drop downs, like uh, no mixed packages. And if you check the drop downs here, yes, you again find yes, no, and undefined. Mm -hmm. And undefined would mean then you check for the default behavior of the system. Okay, good. And do we have some other surprises to the right? It, it does not seem like that. The last one would be, oh, yes, we do. We have, of course, the max number of products, our simple field, but then we have one column called product arrangement. Mm -hmm. Product arrangement, uh, it's not definable on the product level itself because the product level specifies how a single product itself packages. 
but this is a consolidation setting uh, used for the detailed package building using the optimizer and it tells the system Charlotte built a mixed palette using a layer logic or a tower logic. Okay, so it's also part of the package builder profile as part in the group of the mixed detailed package building called also product arrangement. So here it's possible to define this for a business partner and location entry. Good, that this concludes this view and we have one final view which in this case is also the first entry in our view cluster it's just called business partner and if we go there we see a very simple definition we have just two columns one is a key column called business partner and the other one is the input column for this and it's called exclusive package for customer that steers the behavior of the package builder can i uh, combine or consolidate items um, for this business partner so coming from this business partner or being delivered to this business partner with other business partners so in many scenarios this is um, not allowed so you would uh, always package um, different items different products uh, going to the same customer together on a mixed palette but not combining this with um, uh, different customers But in um, yeah, some delivery scenarios where you actually um, um, deconsolidate the products going to uh, the customers directly from the mixed pallets, in scenarios where you have many, many different products with a low order quantities, uh, the transportation cannot be done efficiently if you would stick to exclusive packages per customer. So you can imagine a delivery truck with maybe only 10 mixed pallets serving 50 or 60 or even more small shops because they order such a low quantity for the different products. Um, you need to combine uh, those items together, but there might be some customers that do not allow this or they order maybe always a sufficient quantity to receive a complete separate palette and this is the spot to de uh, define this behavior okay so it's uh, called actually customer i suppose because it's it was driven by a requirement from the transportation management application where the business partner which is passed onto the package builder is actually the consignee or our customer But um, in, this, in this sense, it, it is related to the business partner Correct. entry. Okay. It Good. would be better to call it exclusive package for business partner. Maybe we can Maybe take this. Um, okay, yeah. But I mean, uh, it's a quite simple view. We only have two columns as mentioned. And I think also this would be a good cut for today's episode mentioned we do have two other entries in the view cluster one is called normalized quantities and the other one is called alternative packaging materials but i think this they will we will have enough information here to to fill another episode and uh, as mentioned this marks a good cut I can also point to uh, my blog series in the uh, SAP community uh, where i 
have um, explained using multiple block uh, entries uh, how such a scenario using the product package type assignment can grow from a very, very simple scenario to a very complex scenario, explaining more or less the behavior of the fields when you want to use, for example, no mixed package building, if you want to use volume-based mixed package building, that kind of develops the scenario and might uh, ease the understanding of what we've just discussed today. Yeah, and the blog series from Marcus is an excellent source of information. We will be also including this in all the show notes of this episode and of this series for the package builder. Other than that, uh, to recap what we saw today, we looked into the detail of the package type assignment. We saw that it was possible to define the packaging or the package material that we need to uh, consider in the package builder for products. We also saw what other kinds of fields would be relevant for such a definition. Also concepts like including reference material hierarchy or wildcards were discussed. And in the end, we looked at the possibilities that we had to override or define more specific infos for the packages or packaging materials that we found that would then override whatever was mentioned or defined in the material master data and some other minor uh, possibilities that we saw. And in the end, we looked also at the possibility to have... Um, definitions on a higher level of business partner or location level to reduce or help reduce the maintenance effort in the whole package type assignment concept. And uh, that was a lot of information and we learned how we can then steer the package builder. We saw that this is also a required setup for the package builder. And in many senses, the heart of the definition for the package builder. We will be completing the package type assignment with the missing two views in coming episodes. And well, this would then conclude today's episode. I want to thank Markus for your valuable input. It was a pleasure. We hoped you enjoyed our talk and we will hear you and or you will hear us in the next episode of the TM Podcast Black Belt Edition Package Builder Series. Bye-bye. Bye, Bob.